converge. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Denison Ministries and their First 15 email devotional. Sign up today by visiting first15.org. Now, on to today's show. My name is Kirby Minnick, and welcome to the Bot and Beloved podcast. I am so happy that you guys decided to join me here today. If you are new to this podcast, welcome. And if you are a loyal listener, welcome back. In case you aren't subscribed, uh, feel free to hit that subscribe button. We have new podcasts that go out every single Friday. But guys, I am about to do the coolest thing. You guys know that here on my podcast, I love to just talk to you guys, answer your biblical-based questions, which you can email to botandbeloved at gmail.com. But this week, I decided to do something super special and bring on a guest. Yes, this is the very first time we're doing this. And I decided to bring none other than Cody Hollister himself. So Cody's here with me and I'm going to let him introduce himself and kind of talk about who he is for those of you who don't know who he is. So Cody, introduce yourself. What's up guys? Uh, again, I'm Cody Hollister, just a small town kid from Bend, Oregon. <laughs> um, thanks for having me, Curbs. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just a little bit about me. I have a twin brother who's currently on the Seahawks. Uh, I have three sisters that I love, an older sister, technically a half-sister, a uh, middle sister, and a younger sister, technically a half-sister with, with my dad. So unique family dynamic, divorced family, uh, loving family. Uh, dad raised me in the church. Uh, dad raised me to love Jesus. Uh, but then a unique uh, story up until I'm where I'm at now in Nashville, Tennessee, playing for the Titans. Uh, Long story short, I went to Arkansas, played there, football. Even getting there was through three different colleges with no scholarships, where the Lord took me there. And then I ended up with the Patriots for two years with my twin brother. Um, and then now I'm here playing for the Titans. That's so awesome. Aspiring musician too. Oh, yeah. Y'all need to check him out on yeah. Instagram real quick. Can you plug that for all of us? Keyword aspiring, <laughs> but I'm trying. No, what's your Instagram? Plug it real quick. Cody Hollister. Yeah, Cody Hollister. Y'all need to check him out because he's always posting super cool, just like random worship sets I see you doing. And I love it. And he has such a good voice. So he's in the right place. He's in Nashville. But yeah, the reason why I wanted to bring him onto my podcast today is because We've chatted a little bit over social media and connected about a year ago. And I think one thing that's really unique about him specifically from what I see on his profile is that not only does he have amazing influence and does he get to do an amazing job and, and has influence through that, but he uses his platform to point back to Jesus and everything that he does. And one thing that I continue to benefit from that he posts is in his stories, he's always posting about his quiet times and what God is teaching him and speaking to him. And I think that it's just amazing that we have a man of God here sitting with me who is doing such a good job of being vulnerable on social media and showing people what it looks like to just be a follower of Jesus, no matter what the vocation is. I think that's so great. So I wanted to get him on this podcast because he's a Christian leader. I'm a Christian leader. He's a man, I'm a woman. I thought it'd be cool to <laughs> just get some dialogue going here. Facts. But Facts for sure. But no, we talked about something that the Lord has been teaching him in this season or, or for a season about singleness and marriage and 
I kind of want to know why you wanted to talk about that and what God has been showing you through that. So take it away. Yeah, I think that the top like topic of singleness and marriage in general, I'm so passionate about is because I've seen uh, all I've seen my whole life is like I explained a little bit earlier, a very loving family, mm-hmm. a father who loves me dearly, a stepdad who's not my stepdad anymore technically, but loves me dearly. Um, a mom, a stepmom, like I have a very interesting di- a dynamic, but I've never seen a healthy relationship when it comes to marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've just, I've seen a great dad and I've seen a great mom, but not really a great, you know, husband and wife. Same. Dynamic. Yeah. And so it's just cool how the Lord's taught me and fathered me in a way to relearn uh, what marriage looks like, how even a woman in her role in my life should look. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been in one relationship for three years that I'd say was pretty toxic and I'd really put a lot of that on my shoulders just because relationship, just like you know, marriage really uh, is sanctifying, the most sanctifying thing you can have. Yes. <laughs> um, but even relationally, like dating a woman I saw as being so sanctifying because uh, I saw things come out in me that I didn't know were there. Mm-hmm. Generational patterns, um, things that I saw growing up and I went to generational counseling for three uh, three days uh, with Tara Tucker in Franklin, Tennessee. She's absolutely awesome. Uh, mother of Sarah and, and Gracie Tucker, my friends. And uh, we just dove deep into myself, my generational patterns, um, how I am the way I am. Because I came into that and she literally asked me, she was like, why are you here? And I said, I just started crying and I said, I just mm-hmm. want to be a good husband. And I, I genuinely do. But through those three days, we just got to the core of a lot of things. Why my relationship was toxic, even though I didn't want it to be, you know, some things we that we experience in a relationship will beat ourselves up for because we don't want to do them. Just like Paul talks about, like I do mm-hmm. the things I hate. Yeah. Like I would literally do the things I hate and talk to her the way. I mean, it sounds bad. I lo- don't get me wrong. I loved her. Incredible. Like I loved her mm-hmm. and I wanted the best for her and I still want the best for her. But in that relationship, things came out of me that I hated when it came to like manipulation or mm-hmm. even emotional manipulation or just things that in generational counseling I, I identified as shrapnel from my upbringing, yeah. which I had no idea. Uh, so I grew up and I went in there, I just want to be a husband. And and she had so much grace for me and just saying, sweetheart, it's not your fault. And I said, am I going to be just like my dad or just like my mom? Like it's my biggest fear is to be divorced. And she said, sweetheart, you don't, you're not going to end up the same way. Why? Because you're in here trying and you're in here to get better and you're in here to be healed. And so I came out of that generational counseling being encouraged more than anything, just because I actually felt like a responsibility that I could change something. And mm-hmm. I, I totally see that the Lord's placed in my life um, and my whole, my, all my siblings' lives, just the ability to change a generation. And so that's where I'm at is even in singleness right now. I'm just very being diligent, almost maybe too cautious when it comes to uh, women, which I'm far from perfect, but at the same time, my whole life, I've been, I've done everything I can, mistakes along the way, but I, I truly have taken it so seriously when it comes to protecting my future marriage. Mm-hmm. I know that we've talked about like, you know, purity when it comes yeah. to sex. And so that's been a big deal to me. I've still crossed the lines, uh, but I have maintained being a virgin. And so even that's a big deal to me, but even just, you know, not even just physically, but with your eyes or with mm-hmm. preparing in the Word of God, being equipped, and just your view. Sorry, I'm going on a tangent. No, you're so good. Uh, I'll talk after you. But even just my perception of what a woman is. Because I grew up, and I made sure to honor my parents before I said anything, because I truly, my dad did, he's the first of my generation to be saved. And 
he did an incredible job like praying over us every day taking us to church um he said that the reason he took my older sister to church was because he heard a voice in his head say our good dad was would take his daughter to church and so he did that he literally in everything in his power he did to take care of us and raise us up under jesus along with the thorns in his side like alcoholism with my entire family but the reason i brought up my dad is because incredible father but my perception of what it was to be a husband was and how i saw a woman was really a woman was in the way and i'm sure he, he didn't even intentionally teach me that yeah. like he would never no one would ever tell you that yeah but how i perceived it was a woman was in the way of success or even in the way of like ministry mm. and so when i got in a relationship i experienced that and i truly felt in my heart that a woman even without saying it because it sounds so shallow but i I saw through my actions that I saw a woman as being in the way yep. and not to come alongside and, and for me to shower her with the word of God and for her to lift me up in my dreams. And um, so I've had to totally relearn everything when it comes to marriage, singleness. And I could talk for another hour on even just singleness <laughs> or marriage, but we can. The next one, the next yeah. podcast we do, yeah. right? I think that's so funny because I've never really have gotten to hear your story before. I mean, I really don't know you all too well. This is our first time meeting in person. And it's it's so cool that you're being so vulnerable about that. And I relate with you on so many levels that growing up for me, and I'll share a little bit about my story so you all get perspective from, from my side of things. Growing up, my dad struggled with alcoholism. My parents ended up getting divorced because of that. And my mom had custody over my brother and I. And so the way that... I came into the faith, and I'll talk about Maritrian in a second, but just so you know, the way that I came into the faith is my mom was driving us one day and heard an ad for a Christian camp on the radio and was like, well, I don't have anything else to do with my kids for the summer, so let's send them there. And that's where I started hearing about Jesus. I grew up hearing about him, like saying my prayers, but it was it was at that camp that it clicked for me. I can have a relationship mm. with Jesus. Like this is something that I can pursue daily and it's real. And I was the one that really brought the faith to my family and my mom's a Christian, my brother's a Christian. And I think it's amazing how God has allowed me to now have this platform and lead others to the faith. And, you know, praying for members of my family and connecting with members of my family on that level as well has been amazing. But going back to marriage and and singleness and all of that, growing up, I think coming from a background where there was hurt from drinking and hurt from divorce, I was kind of brought up with this mentality of you need to focus on your career before you focus mm, on a man. Right. Uh, and it became almost a fear of mine to commit to someone because I kind of grew up with this idea of if I commit to a man, if I get married, then I'm going to have to sacrifice my right. dreams and I'm not going to live out God's call in my life. And I'm just going to have to bandwagon my husband with whatever right. he wants to do. And, and, and then when you hear the word submit out of context, mm. that sends you into this, this totally. mindset, especially now with this, this rise of feminism to the extreme mm. of, uh, you know, they say equality, but but we're seeing a lot of women over men and, you know, not to generalize anything, but that's something we see portrayed in the media. That has, I think, burdened me in a way of, of fearing submission. Mm. And I went through this season of life where I too was in a relationship with a guy that I, I deeply, deeply cared about. And 
when we broke up, God called me to submit that relationship to him. And I didn't know why. I was like, God, why? I remember in that season of of just pursuing after God, just putting my hope in God, that season of singleness was the best season of my Mm. life of pursuing after him because he showed in me how one, I need to put my hope in him above all else. But two, he was showing me the areas that I was struggling in, Mm. one being submission. I was afraid of that word. And I thought that that meant, like I said, giving up on my dreams when the reality submission, if we look at that word submission as a woman, we are we are created and you can see in genesis 2 you can quote me on this you can quote god on this it's in the bible that that women were created to be helpers because man needed Mm. a helper and when we look at jesus and when we look at god and when we look at the holy spirit helper helper. Mm -hmm. and when we think of a helper i love what Alyssa bethke says in the book love that lasts with jefferson bethke it's a great book it's all about marriage singleness sex it's incredible listen to the audiobook if you have to but she talks about how a helper is someone who nourishes someone who supports someone who's there and and often we run to god seeking help Mm. and and that's a beautiful thing as a woman because that humbles us. We don't have to give up our dreams. We don't have to give up the call that God has given us. But simply when we enter into covenant, another thing I'll hit on here in a second, when we enter into covenant, we are almost getting alongside our husband. And again, I'm, you know, I'm not close to married at all. But like <laughs> when I get into that season, I know that I will come alongside my husband and I will support him in his mission. I will submission with him. I will allow him to lead me and I will humble myself to let him lead me because that's a weighty responsibility. And again, we see that reflected in scripture, Jesus in the church, husbands and wives. And and it's so beautiful, just like you said, showering your wife with with those words of affirmation and with truth and the woman coming alongside and when the husband needs that that nourishment you know that that uplifting she's there to mm. give it right back to him like it's this beautiful covenant and another thing i went to counseling as well because i grew up with this mindset and i i was so afraid of commitment and i wanted it mm. i wanted these things i desire these things truly but There was just this fear of, well, I'll be giving up who I am. I'll be giving up my individuality. But something I came into kind of realization with, and again, Jefferson Bethke coins this very well, that covenant is not contract. Mm. I'm not signing my life away and, and I'm not signing in order to, well, now the contract's over because the feelings are gone. But, but covenant is when you enter into a promise and that's the beauty of marriage that's the beauty of covenant because where covenant is there is promise there is assurance that even when feelings may fade for a season or when things get hard or where there's disagreements you are vowing to the other person no matter what i'm going to be there and so i think divorce and you might have this same view divorce Mm. really shook that for me that that fear of oh my gosh what if what if this happens and and what if i'm never with this person again like what if what if they become an alcoholic or become abusive all these fears and another thing that a pastor of mine shared with me and i know i'm going on a tangent now but it's my podcast you, go well. you know <laughs> but it's <laughs> but it's my podcast no but something one of my pastors recently shared with me is if you focus so much on what not to do mm. you can't 
focus on what you want to cultivate. So rather than focusing on, oh, well, I don't want to have this in my relationship. I don't want to have right. no communication. It, it, that that puts this this fear in you and this this striving in you that mm. isn't rooted in love, that's rooted in fear. And when we focus on cultivating, oh, well, I want to have communication. I want to have a strong mm. bond. I want to have leadership. I want to have partnering up. I want to have rest together. Mm. But when you focus on what you want to cultivate rather than what you don't want right. to happen, it relieves that pressure. Mm. And Just like the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Jesus said, love your neighbors yourself. Love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Mm -hmm. Covering the rest of the commandments of do nots even. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when we focus on, you know, the do's rather mm. than the do nots, there's so much more joy in that. Mm. Just like you said. But yeah, that, that's crazy. I think that we both have a lot in common with that. So in regards to, I guess, like your season of singleness, what is something that you believe God has has shown you the most in that in, in your season of singleness? Mm. Yeah. First, I wanted to talk on the submission part really quick. Oh, yeah. Touch on that. The such a sensitive topic yeah. um, when it comes to women submitting mm -hmm. especially and, being a strong right, christian woman here right. that yeah and men abusing yes. and so even me growing up i saw submission as coming underneath and a man being a dictator almost mm -hmm. and saying do like, this do that right and just yeah. almost being uh like insecure and so an insecure leader will demean um and undermine to make sure that their follower like stays beneath them. Wow. But a good leader, like uh, Craig Rochelle had a great leadership podcast and he said, great leaders make great leaders. And yeah. so same with a man leading a woman, I believe, you know, you're going to edify her and you're going to lift her up mm -hmm. um, because you're confident in her you're submitting to, which is the Lord, uh, to where she's submitting under, underneath you and as a result, becoming a leader in herself. And so... Amen. Um, for me, submission growing up was a totally distorted image. And then now I'd say it's, so, it's such a sensitive topic when yeah. women talk about it, especially you brought up like the feminism stuff. And I, I, I bet God's heart aches for the world when it comes to this because we see even submission in itself, like women submit to unhealthy men yeah. and get abused for it. Yeah. And then that's where you get a bad taste in your mouth of what submission looks like. Yes. Because a woman, a woman is never meant to submit underneath an ungodly man and so she is called to submit under a man submitting to god and so that's what i would just encourage women with and men with because i've been the man who i would say a woman should not submit under me because i'm not submitting under god and now i'd say i'm at least in a place where i'm still a broken mess but i'm submitting under <laughs> aren't we all under, yeah. <laughs> that's the beauty of right. the gospel but just like david like is the is the guy's heart after god yes he's still broken and he's still going to make mistakes but he's going to fess up and say, like, I messed up, mm -hmm. but I'm I'm submitting everything I have underneath God. So then yeah. you're worthy to be submitted under. And I think it's just cool that the Bible even says, like, the woman's made in the beauty of man. Yes. Um, when you brought up helper. But that was just a side thought I had when you were talking. Mm -hmm. I want to interject real quick. And let's not forget that Jesus is all for women. Mm. I mean... Jesus loved women and he honored them. And there's a great book called Unimaginable by Jeremiah J. Johnston that I recommend everybody gets. It's very philosophical. It analyzes what the world would be like today without Christianity. 
And a lot of it talks about the value of women, because if we look back, if we go back to the culture, if we want to go into the exegesis of scripture and get into all of that, women were not honored in that day. Mm -hmm. You know, women were, were seen as less than. Right. And who were the first people to go and share the good news when Jesus rose? Mm. It was women. And and women couldn't even testify in court because their their voice wasn't valued enough. Yet they were testifying Jesus's resurrection. Mm. So we see time and time again, Jesus honoring women. So again, when we see that word submit, it's not to demean our value mm. at all, but it is to, again, show the beauty of Christ because above all else, the most accurate picture of God that we can put into this world is marriage because mm. it's it's this coming together, it's this covenant, it's this union, it's it's just like the bride of Christ, us, going into this marriage, this covenant with, with Jesus, with God. And no matter what, he's not going to leave us because of covenant. Mm. That is what covenant is. Today's podcast is sponsored by Denison Ministries. Denison Ministries is a movement creating 7 million culture-changing Christians who are committed to carrying out the truths of the gospel to their sphere of influence through a variety of ways, which is why Denison Ministries is excited about what God is doing through today's podcast. One of the cool ways Denison Ministries helps Christians feel closer to God is through their Pardon the Mess podcast, made for those navigating the messiness of parenting. Pardon the Mess seeks to equip parents with trusted biblical guidance, helping them to raise their children with strength and joy in a changing and often challenging culture. With guests like Bob Goff, Jamie Ivey, and Priscilla Shirer, this podcast is for just about everyone. You can sign up for weekly Pardon the Mess blogs, as well as subscribe to the Pardon the Mess podcast at our website, pardonthemess.org. Now back to today's program. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As Christian men, we're called to lead by submitting, even even to our wives, serving our wives. Yeah, to and love so, them. Right. And so mm -hmm. when I, I was not raised 
thinking that. Mm -hmm. And so I've had to completely, I learned how to be a husband given like my dad did some amazing things, but I learned how to be a husband in Arkansas at college. Um, I just go over to my pastor's house and he won't even know, but I just sit there and watch. And I would literally just watch him be a husband. I watched him be a dad. And I grew up seeing like a dad that did like did amazing. But as a husband, it was really cool to watch just how he handled it, Mm -hmm. how patient he was, how they were a team, that there was no brokenness between them. There was Mm -hmm. no kinks in the chain. They were on the same page. Yeah. So yeah, we all we all get to that stage differently. And I'm I I bet you'd agree that we're both still learning. Um, Oh yeah. Always learning. I, I got the book behind me, Tim Keller's book on marriage. Yes, I was just about about to to get that book. Yeah, I'm about to read that. Come on. We're all still learning. Amen. But that's, I mean, that's the beauty of just pursuing Jesus in general. That's sanctification. You're never going to learn it all and have the perfect marriage or even for my my listeners, have the perfect relationship. It's, Mm. It's about walking with Jesus and showing each other grace and loving one another despite the brokenness. And again, getting to that place of marriage, not saying that the person you date has to be your husband. Don't Mm. put that pressure on yourself. But again, we shouldn't go about it just willy-nilly dating left and right for the sake of it because you have feelings, you think someone's cute, but but we should really think about the grand scheme of does this person edify me? Do they do they represent Christ? Are they pursuing God? Will they pursue me properly? Is this someone worth submitting to in the future? You know, these are things we need to keep in mind, but I think it's funny and we're going to we're going to move towards sex for a second and I know that's a little little taboo, but I think it's funny and again, I read this in Love That Last by Jefferson Bethke sponsor me please just just kidding please don't just be my friend follows me on twitter he's super nice um anyways one thing that they talk about in their book that i was just blown away by is that in our culture nowadays we see people desiring to enter into sexual relationships before marriage and it's funny how when you enter into the covenant of marriage, we see so many marriages struggling to have intimacy with mm. one another. And there's arguing and there's fighting. And isn't it funny how Satan pushes our culture to want to enter into that prematurely? Mm. But when you're in that covenant, he wants to tear you apart right. from that intimacy. That is exactly how the enemy works. Totally. And it's just so crafty of him. And if we can again, not just get a good understanding of marriage and relationships, but even the the place for sex. And, and I'm waiting till marriage too. Got my purity ring on and waiting for that day. <laughs> not like that. Fears, that fears of intimacy over here, right? But, <laughs> Your mind traveled somewhere else. You get no, I, I repent. No, but, <laughs> but talking about that, I think it's just, it's really interesting how our culture uh, wants to dive into that but but when we place those boundaries and we honor God with those things it allows our marriage to thrive we know that from scripture I know that from knowing successful married couples I'm sure you do too that when when you are having that kind of commitment in that kind of union there is more strength it's a coming together it's almost like a, a renewal of of your vows of your commitment mm-hmm. to one another becoming one and that's what happens in marriage you become one and so that's why it's so special for that to remain in that covenant again covenant that person is isn't going to leave you they're not going to hopefully abuse you if if it is a marriage founded on Jesus, your husband and and your wife, 
But I don't know if you have any thoughts on that or want to throw anything out there with with your views on sex or purity yeah. in this culture, because we could go on about that. Yeah. I mean, we got time, so. I mean, I love, like every time I've talked to youth or young adults, and again, I'm far from perfect. Like even in my relationship, mm-hmm. I did not set the boundaries I wish I would have, because you use passion to excuse a lot of things. Yeah. And so in the midst of it, you know, I'm a virgin, but like I push lines I shouldn't have, and you excuse it with passion. Yeah. And you excuse it with love. and. But the truth is that God withholds no good thing from those who walk in righteousness. Amen. I think that's Psalm 84:11. Don't quote me, but I think it is. <laughs> um, but if I really, if we truly believe that, that He withholds no good thing, the greatest lie. Like every time I share that, because I wear a ring around my neck just for purity, um, and a promise ring for my future wife, and I get a lot of questions about it, especially like locker room talk, because it's just a common it's topic. Inevitable. And yeah, yeah. You shower, and it's like, all right, what's that ring? And but what a way to witness. That's so great. Yeah. And it's just, it's great to talk about it because it's just a good place to break down some walls or perceptions of what Christianity is mm-hmm. or even like why wait. I remember I got a question in Nevada. I walked out of Nevada. It was my first college. And this guy came up to me. He's like, hey, man, he was talking about these girls he pretty much had set up like for us. And he said, I got these, this girl. Oh my gosh. I got this girl who wants you and blah, blah, blah. And it sounds, you know, absurd, but it's, it's pretty common. And I said, not like I said at the time, no, man, I, I'm a virgin. Like I'm saving myself for marriage. And he said, oh, I know, I know plenty of Christians who have sex. Like, don't worry about it, man. And at the time I was disappointed because I didn't have an answer for him. I didn't know why I was even waiting. Mm. All I knew is I wanted to protect that and save it for marriage. And now going forward, I can say God withholds no good thing. Amen. Um, and why do we wait? First of all, if you have not waited, there's so much grace and mercy for you. Amen. Um, your value does not diminish based on your sexual history. Totally. And even crossing the, the lines, it's so easy to receive shame in that. Yeah. Uh, the key word is just repentance. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus in his ministry is very clear. Repent. Like, God may be mad at our rebellion, but he's never mad at the return. And so when you return to mm-hmm. him, just you're embraced. So I've even had women with the most pure hearts that aren't virgins that are far more pure in heart than me. And so... I just encourage you in that, first of all, but then also secondly, just if you have or haven't, God asks it, whatever he gives you, that's a good thing. Like uh, all of his creation, all the devil wants to do is distort it slightly. We, yep. It's such a lie. Screw Tape Lighters by C.S. Lewis, if you so haven't read good. it. So good. But I brought that up because it's just a great way to see um, and examples um, about how the devil tries to get at you and attack you and just distort you. He'd Because it's so true that we like to picture the devil as like this nasty beast and but he really comes as like an angel of light appearing as an angel of light and yeah it's tempting it's beautiful totally. it's desirable it's all those things totally and but so you say like true. how could something so good not be from god and what mm-hmm. like sex like well why would he have me wait or you know getting hammered or just different things we're mm-hmm. like well i like this like why wouldn't i do it and the, the truth is they're gifts from god but we just twist them because the devil loves to twist and distort and suddenly they become prisons and so just like any gift from God and even spiritual gifts like God's made me very empathetic like deeply empathetic feeling everyone in the room and why do you think I struggle with anxiety and depression at Arkansas because I felt everyone in the room and you feel everyone's emotion and you think about every thought and you can go down a wormhole because this is a gift from God to be deeply empathetic for everyone in the room and high discernment. Mm. But the devil loves to twist it 
and get you trapped inside of your own gift. And so same thing like sex or alcohol or anything created by God. These are beautiful things created by God meant to be enjoyed. Um, Ecclesiastes, like talking about enjoying life with your wife and throughout the Bible, just God wants you to enjoy, but within his covenant, within his protection. Um, And why? Because that's actually where it's best. Exactly. Our thought is like God's withholding pleasure from me and Mm -hmm. he's withholding good from me. And when actually he's trying to give you the best, like he's a good father and he wants to give you what's good. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's what he's trying to do. Exactly. And those desires, you know, to have that intimacy with someone, it's not from Satan to have a desire like that. God made us with a a sexuality. He Mm -hmm. did for a woman to want to desire a man and for a man to want to desire a woman. And again, just culture and and knowing that everything that the enemy does is to steal from us, kill us, and destroy us. If we can, if we can really wrap our minds around this, and I know I've talked about this in my temptation podcast, cue that up if you haven't listened to it yet. But but if we can really analyze the areas that we struggle in, maybe it's with sexuality or or with intimacy or fearing intimacy or whatever it is, if we can hone in on that and identify what the truth is, we'll be able to spot the lie. We'll be able to see where it is that Satan is trying to steal from us. Hmm. We'll be able to see where he's killing us and what he's trying to destroy, what, what God's design is and what he is trying to destroy in this culture. So again, if you're struggling with any of these things, you, I encourage you to get to know the truth. Surround yourself with believers who are wise and who are trustworthy, mentors, leaders that are far along than you in, in successful marriage or relationships or, or getting over a pornography addiction or, or just whatever it might be link arms with someone that has run the race and is is doing it well and and get in the word and another thing i wanted to mention i meant to mention this earlier when we were talking about uh just the diminishing of value and shame and and all of those things another thing that i don't want us to get caught up in in terms of shame and i mentioned this in a few podcasts is if anything was ever done to you man, God loves you. And that was never his desire for you to be abused in that way. And I just want to to address that, that God knows your heart and he knows your pain and your shame. And he takes all those things away from you because you never asked for it nor mm. deserved it. That was never the intent. The culture, the sexualization of culture was never the way that God intended these things to be. And it's so hard. It's so hard to fight these these desires and it's hard to fight the shame. And it's, it's hard and it's tricky and it's difficult because the enemy has been so crafty and deceitful. But, but the redeeming joy and the hope is that that with the grace of God, with partnering up in Jesus, having a relationship with him and allowing him to wash us clean like a good husband does, we can submit to him and we can submit to these new boundaries of, of abiding in him and, and pursuing proper intimacy in the right season, in the right time, not just because it's the right thing to mm. do and because then God will love me and then I'll be pure, but simply because it is safe there is promise there. That's where the most fulfillment will be. And more so, that is where God will be glorified. Mm. Because yes, God wants you to be happy in your relationships and in your marriage. And again, marriage is not based on feelings, but he does care about you being happy in a relationship. 
it's about holiness. It's about sanctification, mm. exactly what you said. And kind of wrapping up that first point that you made, that it's a it's a process of sanctification. And again, I'm not married, you're not <laughs> married. So it's not like speaking from this right. place of experience, but but both of us just being in seasons and growing up with worldviews that have been so distorted by culture and, and brokenness and sin. Uh, we have taken the time to get into the word, to to seek godly wisdom and to just to do it right as best mm. as we can, but more mm-hmm. so doing it with the grace of God on our sides yeah. because we're never gonna get it fully right, but Jesus knows our heart and he's going to strengthen us to overcome the areas of temptation and to persevere in the areas that we are working through to overcome. And he's he's so good and gracious and like you said he will never withhold a good thing from us mm. and and man when when you meet that right man or you meet that right woman and they love Jesus and they love you it's going to be so worth it and I know I'm going to see it one day if the Lord wills and mm. same for you Cody that whoever God brings into your life it's going to be so good mm. not just because you know, the sex is good or because you have feelings for them or because they're attractive or this, but be, but because the covenant's there mm. and the promise is there and they're going to be with you and they're going to continue to push you closer to Jesus and remind you of who you are in him, washed clean mm. from all the sin and all the shame. Amen. Amen. On top of that, of just uh, when you're talking about um, what to do uh, when it comes to seeking God pretty much I would I would just add to that you know I get the most common question I get and probably you get a lot when it comes to being a Christian or even when it comes to things about being a Christian people ask me like what do I have to do and not do to be a Christian yep and I would just encourage anyone listening just seek first the kingdom of God and so seek Jesus in his face because you may be sitting there and you're like well my desires don't fit that of a Christian and that's completely okay. Mm-hmm. And so before you try and fix any of these things you're doing, just seek first the kingdom of God. Seek his face because uh, Jesus actually changes our desires. Yes. So before you try to clean yourself up or fix yourself up or like come bloody, um, come messed up, come broken. Um, and it says he changes our desires, transforms our minds. Yes. So people from the outside don't understand sometimes because they're like, he must have you know grown up sheltered or because he's not doing these things or doing these things. It's actually the complete opposite. Like, I <laughs> True. Was not, so exposed to right, the world. Ex- exposed to everything and yet choosing Jesus while still making mistakes. Why? Because I'm just seeking it. He's changing my desires. Just like where it says, you know, delight in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Amen. Not meaning he'll give you your bad desires, meaning delight in God and his desires and he'll change your desires. So then suddenly you're, he's giving you what's good. And so I just encourage you, delight in the Lord, seek his face and he'll change your desires. Amen. And I think we'll just end on that because that was a lot of good nuggets of wisdom. I hope y'all were taking notes for this podcast. Shoot. Again, thank you so much, Cody, for being on this podcast and taking time out of your schedule to record with little old me. I know you have a game to play. We're recording this on a Saturday. He's playing on Sunday. So I guess we'll see when this podcast goes out how well you did. But (laughs) I I proclaim in the name of Jesus. But no, thank you so much for, for sharing all of that wisdom and just for you, speaking to you, not just for the listeners, but I'm excited to see what God does through you and in the ministry work that you're doing because I genuinely believe that 
there's only more to come with the leadership that you're doing on social media and in your influence with with specifically young men, but also women, you know, that are that are looking at you and seeing what a godly man is. Ladies, listen to me. They are out there. Yes, they may seem rare, but the reason why is because they are taking time cultivating their relationship with mm. Jesus. That is a gift. So mm. don't be discouraged. And men as well. Maybe you don't know a lot of good Christian women. I don't know. But, but be encouraged that you can spend your seasons of singleness pursuing Jesus and that's exactly what Cody's been doing and and I mean it just it only provides hope for for young women out there and for men out there it, it provides an example that that we need more godly men mm. out there taking you know the reins taking the initiative to be leaders and and to be submitting to Jesus mm. so I just want to thank you for that and I know no God's going to do I know God is going to do so much through you. Mm. You don't even know it yet. I know Thanks, it. Kurt. Do you want to plug your social media one more time just for those My who Social media, I'm plugging it. Yes. Uh so I'm <laughs> plugging it. Yeah, plug it I'm in. At Cody Hollister, no space is pretty basic. My Twitter, I can't even tell you. I think it's C <laughs> underscore Hollister 81, maybe? Yeah, he's super active on there, super as you active can tell. On it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's my Instagram, there's my Twitter. I don't got any YouTube or anything. Maybe soon to come with the music. We'll see. Bet. Maybe IGTV, but, who, knows? who knows? 2020, you're the vision. Come on. <laughs> get it? Like 2020 vision? I get it. Okay. Anyways, well, with that being said, follow me on my social media as well. You can get more content from me on my Instagram. It's Kirby as a boss, same as my Twitter and my YouTube channel. I put out videos every single Sunday. Sometimes they're super funny. Sometimes we get deep in the word. So go check that out. It's just all around good, wholesome, family-friendly content. But yeah, again, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, do so. Leave a review, leave a rating as well, uh, because not only does that affirm me in, in what God is calling me to do but more so it just lets people know that they can listen to this podcast and hopefully through that just begin a relationship with Jesus or go deeper or further and share this podcast share it with your friends that that might need to hear this because I guarantee you your friends need to hear this too and I'm gonna listen back to this as well a million times and and glean from everything that Cody was saying as well because it was just so good but yeah thank you for tuning into another episode of the bought and beloved podcast I will see you all here again next Friday and I hope that you all have a blessed week to Bought and Beloved with Kirby Minnick. For more information about the show, visit ConvergePodcastNetwork.com. is part of the Converge Podcast Network. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.